This episode is sponsored by CarmelaMarie.com. Hey, my people. For all natural hair products and skincare needs, hit up my girl at CarmelaMarie.com. All her products are all natural, made by the finest things on earth like avocado oil, cocoa butter, and honey. Use promo code 070413 for free shipping. Again, that's CarmelaMarie.com. people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino um i have a very special 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 episode today it's gonna be very short um i'm actually gonna play an interview that i did um earlier in the week and basically i'm gonna be interviewing the owner of the person who's sponsoring this episode carmela marie um, she has a all-natural hair care product and, you know, skin line. And um, I decided to interview her, you know, for you guys. Um, and the reason why I decided to do so is because when I met her, me and her started talking. And I started, I was noticing that she had a very unique and beautiful drive. So I said, you know what? I I think I have to, you know, talk to her and, you know, give her, give her some exposure so people could actually hear and feel the same thing I'm feeling, you know, uh, a young, you know, black, you know, economically independent woman, you know, who has her own business and that's something beautiful to you know to be motivated from so that this is what the episode is gonna be today about the importance of economic independence um I'm just gonna talk a little bit about it my thoughts and then I'll just cut into the interview but what is the importance of economic independence well it's very important because first of all everybody says yo i want to be a boss you know i don't want to do anything i want to be a boss i want to make money but it takes a lot of work for you to actually get to that even that level of becoming a boss a lot of people say you haven't worked harder ever in your life until you actually own your own business and that's a hundred percent true that's a hundred percent true I used to own my old personal training business. Um, a, a lot of you guys don't even know about that, but I used to own a personal training business. I had that for a year and a half or whatever. I messed it up. That's the reason why it's not even up and running. But I worked my ass off for advertising, hiring, everything. Everything, everything, everything. You know? So. I know how hard it is, you know, and once you get that first client, once you get um, money in, in the door, that's a feeling that you're like, this is actually real because you're actually seeing your vision come to a reality. Now, the thing is um, with you know, with success comes a lot of, not failures, but a lot of what people, you know, haters. 
a lot of haters. And the thing is, a lot of haters, they're going to put you down. They're going to, you know, tell you, listen, you're not going to make it. It's not going to happen. You know, it's it's a waste of time. Forget about it. Why are you being, you know, why are you going to do this? Why? You know what I'm saying? Because they don't see that same vision and that shouldn't be a, you know, that shouldn't be a, a deterrent for your own vision. You got to, you know, like, you know, shake your shoulders off with that and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Because that they're having a crab in the barrel mentality. And we, you know, covered that in the last episode, but you can't be, you know, actually hearing that. But being economically independent, we're kind of taught in the Latin and black community that we, what we have to do is be good workers. That's what we got to do. We got to be good workers, especially, you know, Latinos. We, we're, you know, we're one or two generation um, immigrant kids, you know, coming from immigrant parents, you know, who were born, who, you know, who came here and we were born here and stuff. And that's where it's kind of drilled in our heads, you know what I'm saying? But it's not nothing different from the black community. We're kind of taught this. Go to school and become a good worker. Go to school and become a good worker. Get a good job. Get a good job. Get a good job. Go to school and become a good worker. We're never taught to create our job. We're never taught to be bosses. We're never taught to actually get an education and make a job because the dominant society that's what they're taught that's what they're taught when they when they first learn how how to communicate and put sentences together that's the first thing that they're taught no you're not going to work you are going to make your job what you're going to do is work get the experience so you know the field that you want to get in and create a job most of these people most of these white people who go to school and get degrees like let's say a doctor, then most of them are not working in hospitals. And if you do find one, that's because they, you know, they're interning and they're practicing. Once they get that license, they open up their own practice. Majority of them, majority of them do. We gotta start thinking like that. That's what we gotta do. We gotta start thinking like that. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't. We're taught to be good slaves. That's what we're taught. We're taught to be good slaves. We're taught to be good workers. Don't think about anything um, about independence. Think about getting a good job. And most of us live check by check. And that's not something that we are put in this planet to do. We're not supposed to be, you know, working our asses off and then just go to retire. You know what I'm saying? You'll be hard-pressed to find. You'll be very, very hard-pressed to find a white working woman that's like really old unless she's you know she's a former drug addict you know what I'm saying you'll be very hard pressed to find a old 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 middle aged old white woman working you'll be very hard pressed to find that cause if you do mo most likely she'll be on the pipe you know what I'm saying she's a former drug addict or something happened you feel me? And if you do, it's very, it's very rare. It's it's out there, but it's very, very rare. And there's other things that come across with that, that you're like, oh, okay, you could chalk that up. Like, all right, you know, uh, all right. You know what I'm saying? But you, it'll be, you're, you're very hard pressed to find something like that. And the thing, and that's what I'm trying to come across, that 
most of us gotta start thinking like that. Most of us have to actually start thinking being economically independent because there's a lot of benefits that come from that. Your uh, thinking will be different. Why? Because your business becomes something that, okay, this is my, my financial, you know, receiving end. This is my bank right now. So I can't do anything to fuck it up. You'll literally try to, that's like your kid. You know what I'm saying? Your thinking will be different. Not only will your thinking be different, you'll start moving different. You'll actually start seeing yourself as the way the same thing you see your business. You start moving different, you start thinking different, you start speaking different. And then later on, you'll start seeing that you're revolving yourself around people who think like you. Revolving yourself around people who move like you. Revolving around people who are in the same struggle or the same steps as you. So once you start doing that, you guys could chop it up. Your businesses together, you know, help each other will grow and it will help out. Unfortunately, um, there's a lot of Latin businesses that, you know, this is the difference between, I like to promote a lot of black business empowerment, you know, black empowerment, black economic empowerment. Why? I'm a Latino, but I like to promote black empowerment. I'm about to tell you why. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of Lati- uh, Latinos who open up businesses like barbershops, cuchifritos, uh, and a bodega who take money from the community, but don't bring it back to the community. What they do is bring it back to DR. Um, uh, they bring it back to Colombia, so elsewhere. That And that's the difference. When a black person actually op- opens up a business here, they actually start thinking, how can I help out my people? And that's the disconnect between Latinos and black people. That's the disconnect right there. That's the big difference. And the, uh, unfortunately, that's the sad truth. That's the big sad truth. And we've got to step away from that because the majority of us are living here. So, you know what I'm saying? We got to start thinking like that. And... Unfortunately, there's a lot of Latin coons out there who aren't thinking like that. They just thinking about me, 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 and let me just send back um, some some cash to DR. And whenever they see a black person get killed, they don't think that they're black because hey, they're like fuck it, you know, I got nothing to do with that. They don't see that connection. They don't see that in America they're treated the same. You know what I'm saying? They don't see that. So there's a big disconnect there. You know, that's why I like to promote black businesses because, first of all, like I said, always, I keep on saying, Latinos owe everything to black people, especially in this country with the struggles because we're professional piggybackers. All our benefits come from the black struggle. And Latinos never have ever helped out the black community. And that's what I'm trying to change. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to change. So there's a lot of benefits that come with economic independence. Um, but let me stop talking. I'm going to let y'all listen to the interview. Here we go. Hey, guys. Today I bring you a very special guest with a very special and lovely person with me today. Her name is Carmela, and she runs a business where you guys could find out um, more about it at carmelamarie.com. She, um, you guys probably heard that ad in the beginning of this episode. So, without further to do, uh, Carmela, what's up? 
Hey, man, right. Thank you. Everything but nothing. I say that. Yeah. <laughs> but all is well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not not a problem. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, um, like you said, I own Carmela Marie, but besides that, um, I am from Ohio, grew up in a small town outside of uh, Youngstown, Ohio, not far from Cleveland. And um, so I was a country bumpkin, <laughs> lived outside, <laughs> enjoyed the land, you know, eating uh, tomatoes off straight off the plant. Um, Wear, wearing overalls. <laughs> wearing overalls. I think I had like a pair or two of overalls, barefoot, you know, barefoot running around in the grass. So the whole nine yards. So um, my uh, childhood of living outside has helped me, to, I think, helped me to form a level of creativity and strategic thinking because I had to do when I was a young kid. Our toys were dirt, sticks, um, whatever we could find outside. So I've been um, in, entertaining myself and my cousins and <laughs> for a long time and just being uh, a creative, uh, uh, critical thinker. Anyways, uh, fast forward. Um, Carmela Marie um, is a natural hair and beauty company that I started in July of 2013. Um, I call myself a kitchen chemist, uh, sometimes it's called a like mad kitchen chemist, where I pulled stuff out of my kitchen cabinets and tried to uh, figure out how to make a cream blending oil and water. My first mm. few times were a fail and um, got some books. And then I went forward and had my first product line, and um, Carmel Marie was born on July fourth, two thousand thirteen. So, mm. And it's yeah. a fairly, it's a fairly, still fairly new company, but you are, you know, growing um, pretty fast, correct? Yeah, we're. I would say I'm growing at a pace that I can handle the level of success. Um, a lot of times I've seen companies where they've grown too fast and you can't handle it and that ends up being a failure. Um, so the level at which we are growing at, I can actually handle. And I am excited about that because with a solid foundation, I can build, um, I can build anything on top of a solid foundation. Gotcha. Gotcha. So can you, uh, can you walk us through the, what made you want to get, um, start your own business what what ended up happening where you said you know what let me just start my own business let me start being economically independent totally my whole life is uh my mom's entrepreneur everybody in my family has that day job with that side hustle aka entrepreneurs so in my heart of hearts i already knew i was going to own a business just didn't know what it was um at the age of around 29 i had just moved out of my parents house right um, and I got laid off of work. I was trying to get a job in Seattle on the, on the West Coast, did not get it. Um, and I was like, okay, guy, obviously you don't want me to move to Seattle. Um, so what is it that you want me to do with my life? And clear as day, all that hair on top of your head, like, are you kidding me? And that was from there, after that small, brief talk, you know, I started um, figuring, you know, the, the product piece. But in addition to that, um, I didn't, in that process of creating Carmela Marie, most importantly is I wanted to help women understand um, that who they are is more than enough. So the curly, curly, kinky hair. While I was also doing this journey myself and, and telling myself and learning how who I am is more than enough and 
that the thing implementing this company, I could do it because I have the skill set inside of me. Um, it was, it became more than just um, about selling hair products, and it's more about you know self confidence, knowing who you are in the world and where you're going. And no, and every time I meet a woman who is brave enough uh-huh. to take her wig off, brave enough. Uh-huh to go, you know, just wear her natural hair and she's wearing my products, that makes me feel awesome and amazing. So that is um, definitely the reason why I do what I do on a daily basis for like 15, 16 hours a day. Got it. And, um, you know, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, mm-hmm. is it is it true that it's, it's a lot cheaper if you're going to use non- organic or non non natural products than it is to use natural products oh yeah definitely it's, it's definitely cheaper to go to you know the dollar store the corner store and get some suave or blue magic um yeah. definitely cheaper mm-hmm. yeah so but you you took that and you said no i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna go all that na- all natural with all natural things that you know the earth is giving us um, what what made you go into that direction? Um, so I well one you know again my background is you know we grew up outside we you know we you know worked in the garden all the time and the the difference between eating a tomato out of the garden and actually buying a tomato and eating it out of the store the flavors are two totally different flavors it's much you can tell like an apple off your apple tree has way more flavor and they're going to give you way more health benefits than that, you know, low end cheap apple or tomato or onion that you're buying out of the store. Um, So that's the reason why I did that is because from personal experience, I knew that by having more natural ingredients, having uh, more organic ingredients and the higher end ones, are going to give you better results in comparison to products that have more of that synthetic feel to it. Got it. Because you, because I remember you uh, when we met, um, mm-hmm. you gave me uh, a bottle of deep um, conditioner. You know, yeah. and I'm 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 reading all the all the all the things, the ingredients in the in the back. I'm like, man, I could start making this. You know, because this is everything you could literally just find outside, you know. So, um, right. can can you tell us the 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 cons of you know not using natural hair products? Because when we uh when we were talking, um, I was hearing these terms like um, thyroid and all of this because you, know, mm. you get it from perm. Mm-hmm. You get it from perms. Can you can you tell us what the what the um, cons are, you know, from not using uh, you know natural hair products like your um, like yours and getting yeah. all these perms and stuff? Yeah, most definitely. So uh, research that I've read has uh, there's been proven that though there's been an increase in the number of African Americans specifically who have. Uh, fibroids, um, cancer, and things like that, and that has been linked to um, the relaxer. We refer to it as a perm, but a relaxer. Um, And so a lot of women are actually, for health reasons, you know, 50s, 60s, um, they're getting off of that perm because it's really been 
detrimental to their health, whether it's um, skin issues or fibroids or cancer or, you know, messing with uh, hormones or things along those lines. So a lot of my clients that I see that come through my door use that, you know, are are getting off the perms because of that. Now, when you use a natural-based product, you know, our, our skin is our largest, you know, organ. It absorbs stuff. So by using, by having it absorb healthy ingredients, hibiscus tea, honey, um, I use these different types of ingredients in our deep conditioner. That is stuff that you actually could eat, you know. So um, honey is good for you. Honey is good for you in your tea and your coffee, but it's also good for your hair. It's a humectant that moisturizes it on a natural basis. Um, hibiscus tea, you can drink it. It has a nice, strong, tart taste to it. Um, used in Jamaican sweet tea, um, but it's good for growth if you put it through your hair, you know. So there's so many things that, and the reason why, if, and when you look at the African-American community, the things we, we eat what we eat because it's good for us. And I want, and the things that we put in our hair prior to us even coming to, to, the, to the U.S. The, by, by force, um, when we came over, there was something that I read. I remember um, there were um, okra seeds in our hair um, when we got off the boat. So I didn't get a chance to read the full story, but I imagined that we probably were using the actual slime from the okra to help us moisturize our hair and that, you know, we might have got ripped out of that, that hair session. I, I'm being real, just story time here, but there's so much okay. that we use um, um, our ancestors used to do their hair. That was straight from the earth, clay, um, and and juices and berries. We talk about, you know, remember yeah. coming to America? He's like, what you put in your hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, remember juices and berries. But that's <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, true. yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, most most definitely, and I, and I do see uh, a trend now where, um, you know. Uh, women are coming back more natural, you know, and they're getting the, their their natural hairs out because I understand that you know uh, we you know we aren't in the African sun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where right. our scalp produces all those oils and protections, you know. Correct. We're most of us are in like you know. Um, the east side of North America, you know, where we got mm-hmm. four different seasons and terrible weather. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, so I, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I understand. Um, can you, uh, I seen on your Instagram that you were speaking in a conference. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was a speaker at Do You Live, which is a, a regional um, marketing conference that's held every year. I believe this is the third year it's held. And I was talking about how to build influence with your brand. And um, one of the most important things I would tell people all the time, it is about relationships that you build. Um, it's not about the product you're selling. And I think if you can get past selling the product and just citrically about relationships, you'll build lifelong, not clients, but lifelong family members who will never quit on you, who will always support you, uh, who will always tell your story and tell you, you know, when there's something up and try to help you out. So 
Uh, we went to a lot of other different things, but it was awesome. We already had over, in my session, over 100 people. It was packed, standing room only. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, man. My heart was pounding outside of my chest. I was like, and I wasn't. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think we got everybody in the picture. I tried to take a selfie, but. And the questions were awesome, and you know, yeah, I all tried I to... saw was like your hair from there. That's all I saw. <laughs> and there was like <laughs> right. a lot of people there. Hair and then people. So yeah, it was definitely Dennis Sheraldi uh, puts that uh, that conference on every year, and it's it's been an awesome experience every year that I've gone. But this is my first time actually speaking, so um, I was excited about gotcha. that. Gotcha, 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 and congratulations on that. Thank Can you. you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, the the benefits that you see and how it improved owning your own business? Yeah, definitely. So um, I will say that I get a chance to mentor and do a lot of business coaching with businesses in my area. So I get a chance. I see consumer packaged goods. Um, I see a lot of baked goods, a lot of, you know, barbecue sauces, um, clothing or accessories and the importance of financial the in, independence, being independent financially is super important. One, it allows you to stabilize your community. Um, two, it, it, when you build something that belongs to you, you treat it differently. There's a different type of respect and understanding that comes along with it. So um, you're not just willy-nilly, if you're serious about it, you're not willy-nilly about it, but you're intentional about it. And not yeah. only, yeah, it's like, and not only are you building the uh, business, you're building your mindset, and it's not just you. So I do a lot of women. Um, I, I mentor a lot of women. So it's not just um, you building a business. Now you are being an example for your kids. Um, you are showing them that you can win. And outside of school, or your kids, or other people in the community. Outside of school, because a lot of times everybody thinks that, and there's nothing wrong with school. I'm not anti-school. I come from higher education. That's my, that's my background for 11 years. It's longer than that. Uh, but a lot of times we think that the only thing, the only place we can learn is inside of a school building, and that is not true. It's really what you learn outside of those four walls and what you implement that is just as important, if not more important, than what you learn in those four walls, which are basically theory. Um, and if you can implement that theory through the start of your own business, that's where all of that stuff comes to life. And that's where we get back to our purpose. And I know I'm, I'm, I need to shut up. I will. Uh, purpose, which is growth. And growth <laughs> includes exploration and adventure and, um, and not just reading about it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 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 yeah. I always saw, uh, like, I always saw people taking pictures. You know, you see people saying taking pictures on Instagram on, underneath the Dumbo Bridge. But I'm like, I want to experience that. And that's yeah. where um, being financially independent is not you looking at somebody else. It's you actually working hard to get to that point so that you can experience. Yeah, and a lot of people um fail to actually see it because we're kind of taught to be great workers mm -hmm. and uh, we're not taught to actually make or create our own job like it you know like the dominant society you know they're kind of taught mm -hmm. to do so um what i do find is that a lot of people especially in our community kind of mm -hmm. shy away from black businesses because 
we kind of see it as it's not up to par. And, you know, a white, a white person does that a lot better. Do you, do you get some of that um, backlash? Um, from, as a personal business owner, I did in the beginning. You know, I had a lot of support, and then I had a lot of people, like, kind of, like, standing off and looking back and waiting to see what was going to happen. Um, you know, we have to, as a community, as a black community, get to a point where we see the vision, you know, um, and that we become, even if you don't own a business, we become as a community an entrepreneurial, have an entrepreneurial mindset to say, I'm going to help take this business further. And I have seen um, Caucasian people say out of their mouth that today I have $100 set aside and I'm going to go support a small business this month. And they set aside a 20 or 40 bucks or whatever, and they intentionally go to XYZ business, even if it's just once a month, and purchase from them. We, wow. yeah, wow. that's what I said, man. I'm like, that's dope. You know, I want to be wow. like that. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we have to, as a community, be entrepreneurs like we were back in the day. You know, because we, we, right now you're talking about, you know, how we just kind of sit back and we don't have business owners. But that's only because society has trained us to do that. We used to be producers. We used to own all of our own businesses because nobody would sell anything to us or allow us to sit in their coffee shop. Um, but since the country as a whole, society as a whole is saying, hey, we're missing out on some stuff. Now, you know, what's important is that you have the latest and greatest car, a buggy, uh, or shoes, and you can't get that unless you have a job where you're consistently making money so you can buy this stuff. Uh, and it's just, you know, we're, we're, we're not producers anymore. We're consumers, and that's another topic for a different day. But yeah, that mindset, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's 100% true. We got to get back into the mindset of owning not just buying because they do say right. in the black community there's a lot more money that is being that is being spent than actually um owning you know right. so and i think we yeah. talked about this when i did when we um when i did meet you uh was how not just us buying and keeping the dollar within the community but then also making a product that we could export to the world as a community and pull in those dollars. And that is the key to the kingdom right there is getting a product that crosses lines that anybody can buy outside of it and then bringing that dollar into the black community. So that's exporting. Very, yeah, that's a very good example. That's very important. And yeah. I believe that we, um, we got to start, you know, teaching our kids, you know, and our kids' kids and stuff, yeah. um, the importance of economic independence. You know, um, unfor um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of us are still you know mentally enslaved, and we think that you know once we get out of the the clutches of the dominant society, we're not gonna make it, and so because we kind of like seek approval, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, low key, you know, and we gotta kind of get away from that. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. I was there, even just from friends and family, you know. But mm -hmm. um, we just have to be confident enough in who we are, where we're going, and our vision. 
that we go forward regardless until somebody else says, hey, this chick is serious or this dude is serious. Let me go see what they're doing. You know. Yeah, that um for for those who don't know, we've met we met during Curl Fest, right? Correct. Right, right. Yeah, so totally. so we met, so we met, and we just just started chopping it up, and then the whole you know the whole conversation was uh was amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about what Curl Fest is and what your contribution to Curl Fest? Yeah, so Curl Fest is this mecca of Afros curls and locks, uh, men and women all coming together on the on this Saturday, on this Saturday, but it was July 21st, I believe that was that Saturday, um, and just showing off culture and hair and melanin and all that stuff. And we, there were different brands out there. So Carol's Daughter was there, Shea Moisture was there, Target was there. There were some awesome, amazing food trucks I did not get a chance to eat at. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But it was cool. But it was just like the 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 camaraderie that was there, the love that was there. It was a huge party. It was my first time going, so they had the DJ was hot. You know, the the booths and the different vendors, black-owned businesses that were there were hot and amazing. Clothing, mm. art. Um, they even had a place where you could play a little bit of uh, not ping pong, but like some some volley, some, some volleyball. They had a little net. They had some places mm-hmm. to get some super cute pictures and hang out and meet people and just picnic in the park. So we were just outside on our blankets. Some people brought their own food. Uh, I should have brought my own food. Um, but it was. You guys were just hanging out. Yeah, it was hanging out. It was yeah. a big old party for people with curly, curly, kinky hair and locks. And it was it was a perfect day. That's a beautiful thing. It is celebrating who we are. Yeah, that's a, 15, that's a that's, yeah, that's a beautiful th- that that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, celebrating black excellence. That's always a good thing because with that mentality of black ownership will come mm-hmm. a power family. With a power family will come with a power community. A power community be- mm-hmm. will become a power city. A power city will become a, a empire. You know, Correct. so that's that's a very, you know, um powerful powerful beautiful positive thing now before we go can you yeah. uh tell the people how to how to reach you and um give your website out one more time yeah definitely you can hit me up um at carmela marie.com that's c a r m e l a marie m a r i e and then on instagram i got my personal account which is carmela m will and then my business account, which is Carmela Marie Thirty. Um, you can definitely ask me questions. You know, love and like my pictures, follow, um, and things like that. And it, I would love to see anybody who's listening to this on my on my Insta. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, can you uh, can you uh, just rattle off um, your three best products that you have? Yeah, def. Uh, deep conditioner, um, in our my gel, and hair lotion. Mmm. And I want everybody listening to go get three of them right now. Um, yeah, thanks. Man. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. So thank you very much, Carmela. All right, guys. So that was the interview with Carmela from CarmelaMarie.com. Remember, go check out. 
her website, buy some of her products, all of it, great stuff. You could catch me at Twitter and Instagram at Radical underscore Latino underscore. And you can hit me up and ask me anything you want. You know, if you want to be part of the show, I also got the show's number up there. It's also on the description of this podcast. And let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment down below. And I'm going to catch y'all later. Peace.